Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. It's great to be here. <laughs> well, Martin, how, how are you doing this week? This was a great week. Um, in fact, I, I'm, it's gone too, too quickly, you know, juggling a lot of balls, but uh, managing to stay mostly focused. I'm working hard on um, another book and also the what we're calling the second edition of The Habit Factor. Oh, nice. That, yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited to dive into that more here in the future. Um, but we always like to start these uh, podcast episodes off with our Good Things Report. So do you have anything you would like to share for that Good Things Report? You know, I'll just stick with what I mentioned. Um, the fact is that I, unless something goes terribly sideways, um, I'm excited to announce that we'll have the second edition of the Habit Factor out by by New Year. And really, it's it's the original edition. Now that it's almost been four years, we're gonna, you know, throw in some of the um, great stories, anecdotes, things people have said, experienced case studies, that sort of thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 stoked we're doing that. It's going to be great. Well, yeah, and when we get closer to actually releasing uh the Habit Factor, releasing that book, we're going to have to maybe talk about some of those new stories, uh share them here on the podcast episode so our listeners get an idea of why they should go out and actually grab that book for sure. Great. Whatever works. It's all for the listener. <laughs> exactly. It it's really all is. it's all about you the listener, definitely. So, Martin, in the last episode of the podcast, we... Hey, hang on, hang on. You, uh, what's your GTO? Oh, well, thanks for catching me on that. I almost completely forgot it. Um, mine is, it's actually, well, it's kind of somebody else's, but I'm, I'm just really excited for them. <laughs> um, so, uh, my uh, girlfriend went and tried out for a play and she, uh, got, got the leading role. So wow. she's very excited about that. Um, this is only going to be her second one ever. And so to be in the leading role and she's, you know, super excited and it'll be a fun, fun play barefoot in the park. So barefoot in the park and what's, uh, yeah, that that may not be directly about you, but it certainly influences uh, your life. So, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, it's it was exciting. We we it, she found out last night, so she was super happy. We had you know celebrated a little, so it was awesome. Great. So now, as I was saying before, yeah. last episode of the podcast, we actually talked about, uh, gave our listeners an exercise to go and write their own obituaries. Uh, so do, do you have any comments about that at all? Yeah, um, I sure do. So so a couple things. One is, it's the ultimate, and I said in the last episode, I'm going to repeat it. It's the ultimate habit number two. If you're a fan of The Seven Habits by Dr. Stephen Covey, the late, great Dr. Covey. So habit number two is begin with the end in mind, and there's no greater end than your, the, your finality. And 
I would just add, and I think we talked about it, but but how this affected and Roz wrote the foreword to The Habit Factor and her life pivoted in a dramatic fashion when she went through this exercise and she went from, as she put it, I believe, you know, she was in a, a, a difficult marriage in a day-to-day grind job that, that wasn't serving her. And she turned into this incredible eco activist and, um, a woman who the first woman to row across the Atlantic. And, and since then she's, she's rowed across the Indian ocean and the Pacific ocean. So, um, it's the kind of influence that it's seemingly, um, insignificant exercise can have. It's just, it's very, very powerful. And again, I'll repeat it because I know some people listen to these out of order is how it affected Alfred Nobel. When you hear uh, that name or Nobel Peace Prize, of course, you think peace. And and this was a man who invented dynamite when they erroneously reported his death. He read how he was going to be remembered in the newspaper, essentially, and that was as a man who uh, created dynamite known for death and destruction. And it was seeing that, that made him put all his money, his time and effort into things like the Nobel peace prize. So, so very powerful exercise. And I'm glad we kind of picked it up where we left off. Yeah. Yeah. And I I hope all our listeners actually went out and took the time to do that exercise. And if you haven't, don't worry, pause the podcast, make sure you get it done. Um, But and Martin, just to kind of review some of the things we've been talking about those last uh, couple episodes here, you know, we're we're on episode four now. Uh, So what really is kind of that basic? What what do we mean when we say habit? What is kind of that thing that people are actually here driving for? So, yeah, just we'll try to do this quick, but but habit, if you were to look up the Latin root, and I think this is so significant, I'm so passionate about it, I keep repeating it, and some people are probably going to get turned off, and other people will understand that repetition breeds mastery and understanding, and really, um, God knows I had to hear it a few thousand times before it clicked for me. So the, essentially this, Right. Habit, the Latin root, means condition and or character. And and really your condition, your present condition as you sit here or stand here and talk to me and your character are just the combination of a lifetime of of thought habits, right, and behavior habits. So if, if somebody were to say to you or you were to describe somebody's character – you would say that person is X, Y, Z. Not that you're judging, but you, it's hard not to judge it to describe somebody. If you were to classify that or break that down, what you're really saying is that person's punctual. They have the habit of being punctual, right? That person's fit. They have the habit of taking care of themselves and eating right. It sounds rudimentary, but again, when you understand that, what people do accidentally is they take habit in this negative context 
or with this negative connotation, it makes it really important to understand habit is character or condition, representative of your character and or condition. So I will stop there with that. (laughs) And I will only say that what's crazy about this, Nick, is that has almost nothing to do with goal achievement. Are you following me? So, so it's, it's just quote unquote, your character and your condition. And by the way, it's also a vehicle. It's the most efficient vehicle you can use to achieve your goals. In other words, once you align and define the particular behaviors you want to turn into habits, this is how you achieve your goal. So yeah. There you go. And then the Latin root is habitus, if you want to look it up for any reason. So I actually studied Latin in college a little bit. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think that's so true because really, you know, a, a habit is more about the journey uh, rather than the necessarily the destination. It's kind of about who you become. It's about creating that character. So I think the definition really fits. And like you said, it's not necessarily about that ultimate goal or achieving that goal. I mean, it kind of is, it gives you a good direction, but it's really about how your character develops along that path. So I think it definitely fits. uh, And it actually kind of fits with our topic for today. So do you want to kind of introduce what we're going to be talking about on this episode? Yeah. So, so really quick, it not only fits with your character, but it, it's what forges, (laughs) your character and you have the ability to craft that at will, Mm -hmm. which unfortunately, so I guess what I'm getting at is this looking at it a different way. Everybody, everybody's using it. Let's call it the habit factor, right? It's either serving them or it's hurting them. Mm -hmm. It's, it's either forging the character they want or it's forging the character they don't want. Why not use it? to forge the character you want. And then before we jump in, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about values. Um, we also spoke about habit strength and, and the best analogy I can use, uh, because we talked about it afterwards and there were some questions that come up. It, it's weightlifting. So I don't know. Have you ever been to the gym, Nick? I went this morning. boy. So I'm going to, we'll pretend you did some be- bench pressing. Uh, that didn't okay. happen this morning, but we can pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend. So, so habit strength is is identical to this idea of weightlifting. The fact is, you develop a habit just like you develop a muscle. So, if you're going to start out, remember we said we talked about setting the bar low. If you're going to bench press, right, and you've never bench pressed before, you're going to start with 150 pounds. Probably not. You might start with 100 pounds or 80 pounds. So you set the bar low and then am I going to do a hundred reps or am I going to do probably hopefully six reps? Does that make sense? Yes. So, so when we were talking about the minimum success criteria and the frequency, I just want to reiterate and draw that parallel. Hopefully that helps clarify for some people. Uh, yeah, I think that does that. I know that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, okay. and hopefully it, it resonates with our listeners as well. So we, t- we talked a lot about habit strength in, was it the previous episode? One of the past couple episodes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how does that habit strength actually tie in or does it even tie in kind of with our topic today of values? Not 
particularly. It actually uh, more ties into this obituary exercise. In other words, I, if somebody were struggling to write their obituary, what what I've found um, as you know, I've been in uh, an entrepreneurial organization for about ten years, and and the most successful entrepreneurs do one thing, Nick. Um, kind of better than everybody else I know. And, and that is they define their values and then they, they speak them, they live them, they post them, they're everywhere. And they do this for themselves personally and they do it for their company. And originally this was, for me, it was a foreign believe it or not, a foreign concept. So, so I guess the first question is, does everybody, do we think everybody understands just kind of what values are? Um, why don't we just quickly, very quickly go over what, what it really means to you? Cause I think it does kind of mean, uh, it can mean different things to different people. Right. So there's kind of, there's kind of two meanings. One is, one is what, and it's totally unique. So, so I may value something, um, let's say it's money and you may value wildlife, <laughs> you know, or, or freedom. And I value, um, integrity. But what happens is the more clear you can get on what you, and, and I'll take it out of the context of, of business, even though I started there as it relates to the individual, the importance of defining say, you know, six to 10 core values that, so, so the first part is a, it's unique. It's what you value, which is unique to you. And then the second part is it's kind of where integrity comes from. So the, the idea of integrity means you're integrated, your actions are integrated with your values. So if I have a value of being fair and then I, my behavior is unfair, there's no integrity there. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, but usually what happens is a person with clear values has fairness as something that's extremely important. And then a particularly sticky situation comes up and what do they do? They make the decision. In other words, their behavior changes based on their value to support their value. In other words, they would make the fair decision. Got it. That makes sense. So, so there's a, a great quote somewhere. If you change a person's values, you change their behavior. I, I can't cite it. I mean, I could look it up, but it's, it's this idea that values become so critical. And, and this is why it comes out of the obituary portion is, is it's part of that, the end in mind. What do you, what do I want to represent? What is my character? What are my values? So, so you might start with a list of 20, 25 things. And this happens a lot, Nick. And then there's a great exercise you can do. Are you familiar with the, I'm guessing you are the final four? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't know if you've seen this, but some people will say they got a list of 24 values or something, then they can bracket them off so they can, you know, it's like, it's like a final four of values. So, so freedom versus, uh, family, right? Who wins? And again, it's personal. 
but somebody's got to decide and then one of them moves on and you get down to your core values, which is really essential. Again, if you can keep it within, I would say there's no set number, but quote unquote experts will tell you six, four, fewer, the better for our company. We have 10 and it was revolutionary for our company when we set our 10 core values. And how did you go about actually setting your core values? And maybe if you're willing, what are your core values for your company? You got it. So service, integrity, trust, team, family slash community, excellence, change, cookies, and fun. (laughs) Cookies. (laughs) Nice. So, so technically that's actually nine, but the family slash community, um, I, I count as one. So, so that, that would be nine, but that was transformative for our company. It really seems like our, uh, our company took off, uh, just around 2000 when I spent an entire Saturday just figuring out what I wanted our company to represent. And that was just kind of you sitting down, figuring, hey, ideally, this is how I want people to remember my company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was more, it was, it was this idea that what are we doing here? So first of all, we're in a service industry. So services are number one. And then the order is really important. Mm -hmm. So, so service was number one. Integrity, again, doing what you say you're going to do. Trust, we're, we're handling companies, valuable data, um, team, which just means together everyone achieves more. Uh, family, community, I, it's crazy. Now, 10 plus years later, um, we probably serve more nonprofits than, than any other similar provider in, in, in the area. And what's crazy to me is I say we didn't intentionally go out and find them, but – I set that value as, as making sure we were giving back to the community. And, and then it just kind of happened, I guess, you know, (laughs) it's crazy. So then excellence, right. Trying to strive to just be better, um, change knowing that in technology, that's all you really have. And then, um, cookies is this idea that we just need to be patient. It's a story. I, I used to tell the employees about you put, there was, it was a psychology study, behavioral study. They put a bunch of kids in a room and told them, and I don't want to butcher the story, but it's basically, if you don't touch the cookies on the table, right, you will get two when we come back or something along those lines. And, and very few of the kids, it was, the majority of them just couldn't ha- couldn't hold out. So, so that's why cookies is a value because there's a story behind it. And it's this idea that we have to maybe sacrifice today for a better tomorrow. More cookies later. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, then, and then fun. You know, this idea that if we're not, we got to at the end of the day have fun and we got to be doing this to have fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was this idea that we wanted to work hard, but we wanted to play hard too. Awesome. Awesome. And that for any of our listeners out there who maybe are struggling a little bit on thinking about what their values are, I know 
I'm a big believer that a lot of times we kind of wear our values uh, almost like a shirt, you know, around. Mm. And so yep. even if you just ask some of the people who know you best, ask some people who um, are around you, your friends, your family, people you work with, they can probably at least point you in the right direction to help you start thinking more about your values if you're having a hard time thinking about what they are. Absolutely. Yeah. I. I and then that, of course, leads to and, and these are the three things that, that you want to be doing. So so values and then there's this the mission statement, like what am I doing today? What do I want to be doing? Um, what how am I serving? And then vision statement is kind of wh- where am I trying to go? What's the ultimate vision? Yeah. Do you want to kind of dive into the difference between mission and vision a little bit more? Because I think that's something that definitely gets jumbled up in people's mind. Yeah. So vision is, is again, where, what's the ultimate vision? What are you trying to do, achieve, be like? Um, so for me, and again, this was a cool exercise. I did this a very long time ago and, and it was crazy enough. It was before the book. And then lo and behold, a book comes out. So maybe that'll make sense when I tell you what it is. Total freedom of action and creation to share, share, spawn, and inspire an abundance of health, happiness, love, kindness, wisdom, wealth, and philanthropy. So that's kind of the the vision statement, right? Yes. Got it. So yeah, it's kind of that real high level view, um, almost that yeah, ultimate big time goal if everything goes perfectly right. Yeah, I think so. And again, some things that have come out of it uh, that didn't exist when it was there, like the book and the app. I mean, they're fulfilling that. So so uh, the the podcast, I you know, one can hope um, it's it originates out of that vision. And the mission statement is really to empower individuals and businesses to accelerate their potential through belief, encouragement, wisdom, knowledge, strategies, tactics, and tools. So equilibrium um, makers of the app, publisher of the book, provides these tools and help people to figure out how they're going to accelerate their potential. Awesome. Awesome. So yep. So why does why is it important that someone sits down and starts fi- thinking about these things before they actually go and dive in and try to create some habits or or doesn't it matter should should they spend the time doing this planning first and then move on or is it just better to start getting used to creating habits right away There's no right answer is from my experience Nick I I think you know some people might say take take the time and, and try to work through those things. Um, I would say whatever feels right. Uh, there's certainly not any harm setting up a few habits, tracking that and making sure that you understand the process, that you're getting some momentum. I mean, a lot of this is, is so much of it is a, is a head game because um, people are just, you know, frustrated. They feel like they're stuck there um there's not a lot of momentum so so sometimes it's 
easiest to to begin with a co- like one or two or three simple simple habits probably even one yeah you know so I, I i think they're both great places to start and and by the way they're not exclusive i think you could you could probably do both at the same time if you wanted to awesome okay uh, so what else do our listeners need to know in regards of values and actually putting them into practice into, into their life? Well, the funny thing, again, from my experience is that once you define them and they're heart centered, uh, they feel true to you, then, then really they're already in action. Um, they're in action because your behavior becomes a derivative really of those values. Mm, Okay. That's awesome. So, so Martin, as we kind of wrap up this episode of the podcast, do you have any uh, final words here for our listeners? Um, final words before we get into the big brothers thing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, final words. So, so no, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about habit strength and this idea that you just have to, you have to stay consistent. And that's why we spent a lot of time talking about the tracking period. And I don't want to jump all over the place, but this idea that download that free template and you have four weeks to track. And once you set that intention, right, you, it's just like lifting weights and you will gain momentum and you will be excited. So it's kind of just breaking it down to that simple starting point. So that might be a final thought. Oh, I love that. I love it. So do you want to give the final, final thought of your call to big brothers and big sisters? Yes, but I also had a quote and now I'm looking for it. I'm trying to remember because I thought we we're going to do a quote. Oh man, you got a quote on you? <laughs> um, of course, when you need to think of a quote, you can never think of a quote, huh? I know, isn't that funny? <laughs> Thing is, I know I got, um, we did Muddied Waters Left to Stand Become Clear. You know what? I'll dr- deviate from the quote because I did write down a tip that I wanted to share because I used it last night. Okay. And it's funny because it's either the dumbest thing you've ever heard <laughs> Or it's a game changer. And for me, it was a game changer. And I'm surprised by how many people don't necessarily do it. It's having a pad of paper or index cards by your bed. Yeah. <laughs> Insomnia, you know, they, a lot of people struggle with just not being able to sleep well. And largely because they're afraid they're going to forget what they got to do. If you have a pad of paper there... In the old days, I even had a pen with a light on it. But the idea was you just reach over, you write it down, and then boom, you're off to sleep. It's a game changer. So so I'll go with the tip. How about that? I love it. I think that'll be very helpful to many people. So that, that's you a good do that? Do I, you- I have one in the drawer, and I used to actually have it sitting right on there. And then for a while, I used my phone. But I found that oh. that is just a horrible idea because of the light, you know, just wakes you up even more. So right. now I don't even sleep with the phone in the uh, sleep with a phone across the room because that's my alarm. But yes, now I have a pad of paper in the drawer, but I think I need to pull it back out again when I go to bed. But it's close. You it could is. Reach it's it close. It. That's perfect. Yeah. The phone's a tough one. I tried that. That was brutal. Yeah. Sweet. All right. 
I know we're closing in on time. Awesome. So do you want to give your shout out to Big Brothers Big Sisters? Yeah, the shout out is simply this. Thank you. I I'm trusting that there are many of you out there who are serving as a big brother, as a mentor, as a big sister. I will let you know, I don't believe I shared this stat. Is somebody in juvenile detention, it basically costs about $150,000 a year. And they're, of course, a liability on the system, right? They're draining the system to sponsor a match. So if, if you're out there, you're listening, you can't be a mentor for whatever reason. Maybe you're moving around, you're at a different age. To sponsor a mentor or help sponsor a mentor costs about $1,500 approximately, even though it's a volunteer um, organization from the mentor standpoint. There's administration. There's making sure the matches are safe. There's all sorts of kind of finances that go into it, but it's it's a drop in the bucket at $1,500, right, for a year versus $150,000 if they are incarcerated. And so and one becomes a an asset ultimately the chances for a kid to get better grades right um and and be a contributing member of society is far greater with a mentor and I actually never even thought about the terms of sponsoring. I mean, obviously, I knew that there was some cost to it, but I never really thought about that aspect. How would someone go out and find out how to sponsor um a big brother or big sister match so so Regionally, there's a chapter um, pretty much in every major city. So, so they could probably do uh, a search on the web, find their local chapter, and then see. You know, some of those costs vary slightly per region, but but on the whole, it's about fifteen hundred dollars. So, so I would just say, do a search if you can, find your local chapter, see how you can contribute, and again. I mean, the, the, just as an investment, it, it makes so much sense because you're going upstream and you're catching them before. I mean, we have prisons that are overrun, you know, overcrowded. So awesome. Well, Martin, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Thank you, Nick. Great job. We'll see you soon. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi- this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you, if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize if this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning in to this episode. 
And remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.